on this episode of Why Watch That. Did like, you just oh, say machination? I sure did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the holy world. You know what? The first time I heard machinations, I believe, was in the movie Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. So. <laughs> you just aged yourself. Note on a scandal that was Judy Dench and Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was nasty. The question is, are we getting nasty again? You know I got a side eye. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to be commenting this whole time. because Everybody has side eyes. <laughs> with this. Okay. If you don't know, I binged Young Sheldon. You kept saying, ref, ref. Finally got there and just consumed. They can cross over the whole season. I ain't watching Station 19. I done told ABC. Okay. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. Well, we've got some TV reviews for you. (laughs) Now, listen... Uh, here's the situation. My mm. parents went out on a week's... Ba- no, that's not it. Uh, the situation is we have a lot of television that we could be talking about. But you know that normally it slows down during the holidays. But we're going to talk about some things that are going to be revving up. So um, a lot of us are going to experience the holidays a little differently this year. Some of us are traveling home. I know I did previous to, but for the holidays, I'm not. I already know that I can snuggle up on with a blanket, take a look at what's going on on the small tube. Some of you may be traveling and venturing out and, and doing those things and want something to watch with the fam. We've got something for you. Just listen. Mm. Mm. Question is, will you be laughing with or at? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Series premieres. Roadkill. Okay, you thought Susan I was going Madison. somewhere else. <laughs> you thought I was going somewhere else. But listen, we all need a good laugh. It's just depending on what angle you're coming from. Yeah. Roadkill on PBS. Yes, PBS. We cover PBS here. PBS has some good stuff. Mm. You just you just have to, you know, sift through a little bit. Hugh Laurie is starring in this new series. Um, and it's not a huge commitment. It's about four episodes. And in fact... To be honest with you, by the time we tape this and by the time you listen to it, 
um, it very well may be on its last leg, meaning it, it may be wrapping up. Yeah. So um, the th- the good thing about PBS is y- if you donate at least $5 a month, you get full access to all of their content. They withhold nothing. But if you don't donate, you're going to ha- either have to watch it live or I think you have one or two weeks to quickly get through that. So for those of you who um, do not subscribe to PBS, you want to get cracking. Yeah. Roadkill, Hugh Laurie, what's going on here? Exactly. Yeah. And the other option is it might show up on uh, Prime Video. A lot of their stuff does later. So, you know, Um, Roadkill. Hugh Laurie plays a politician, a bigwig. Of course, we're in England here. And he has at the start, he's on trial. Well, there's a journalist who accused him of certain things. Okay. so that's what's going on in the trial. He wins. Okay, he is exonerated from whatever the journalist said. The journalist is disgraced. Now, his lawyer, does she really believe that he didn't do it? Or does she even care? That's the question. That is the question. Mm -hmm. His boss, the prime minister, is played by Helen McCrory. Now, Helen is in Peaky Blinders. Helen was in the Harry Potter movies. Helen was (laughs) the wife with Michael Sheen when he was Tony Blair. She was his wife. So this is a, a wonderful actor. And she and Hugh Laurie, oh my goodness, because this prime minister, what does she think about Peter, who's Hugh Laurie's character? Not much. But she calls him in and she has this assistant who's always there looking down her nose. She calls him in and she says, you know, I have something new for you. I'm going to move you to a different part uh, as a cabinet minister. And he's expecting this wonderful new job because there's only one position that makes sense and it's a top dog position. (laughs) But what does he actually get is the question. And how does he handle that? Now, he has a daughter who's off at college doing things that college kids do. And remember, he is already in the spotlight because of this case, because of who he is. It's Hugh Laurie playing him. The people love him. Do the press love him as well? Probably not. So they're looking for anything, especially this reporter who has been disgraced. So his daughter might be doing things that'll get out that won't be too good. Also, what's he doing? Is he up to something that's not so good? And there's somebody who's contacting him and his staff from prison. What? He has a connection with somebody in prison? What kind of connection? Is this real? Is it faked? Is somebody trying to get him? Also, someone's coming after his now former lawyer, trying to tell her we got the goods on him. What is she going to do with it? Isn't her job done? So these are the questions that come to the fore as you watch. The title is Roadkill. It sure is. Now, who is the roadkill is the question. And I'll tell you this, I've watched the first two episodes, ref, so half of the entire series, and it's entertaining. <laughs> okay. That's what does that this, mean? I don't, you yeah. use that word so often, I don't know what, is it, are we laughing, again, back to the question, are we laughing at or with? You're not laughing at. Okay. You okay, will laugh, go. yeah, I mean, it is Hugh Laurie, you will laugh with occasionally. It's not a comedy, it's a drama, a, like thriller kind of thing, but there's humor. You have the humor. Also, yeah. these people are just, they, they are all of these machinations going on. I didn't even get into all of them because you need to watch it. Did like, you just all, say machination? I sure did. Mm-hmm. 
world. You know what? The first time I heard machinations, I believe, was in the movie Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. So <laughs> you just ate yourself. What? <laughs> Isn't it wait? Is that Christina Applegate? Now I'm yes. Myself. Oh my god, machinations. All Sir right. Crandall. Yes. Okay, okay, the fact I can't, I cannot right now. This is we've gone too far into the. You are a Gen Xer. Yeah, well, and so barely. Like it, it's just fun, but this is highbrow-ish entertainment. It's not so high that it's dry. It's just high enough where you don't get the sense that you're watching a soap opera. Um, it's very British. It's very well controlled so far in the first two episodes. So I'll say if you want kind of a humorous, uh, political thriller-ish from PBS, then Roadkill. <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> we might need to repackage that. I don't know. Nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> Let's you might like, do it again. No, 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 no. That is that is it, folks. That is it. So <laughs> that's roadkill. Or you can you can put in BBC instead of PBS. Same thing. So that is roadkill. I'm enjoying it so far. Is it the greatest thing ever? No, but it's fun. And I'll also put it to you this way: if you like Hulari, watch. There we go. Okay, that's the branding that we nobody wants to watch a highbrow. <laughs> Ish. Oh, okay, there we go. Ish. Yeah. Well, moving on to something else. I, the, ish is the first word I think of skittish. Mm. With this next, I mean, skittish. You know, it smells like, what is that? A note from the scandal? A, a scandal. note of scandal? Mm. Note on a scandal that was Judy Dench and, and Kate Blanchett. Na- mm. I mean, that was nasty. The question is, are we getting nasty again? A teacher. A teacher. Mm which is based on the film, Mm. is coming to us on FX, on Hulu. Mm. So make sure you're not dipping around trying to find things where it's not actually, it's on Hulu, but it's coming to us from FX on Hulu. And I um, used to be a teacher, so I cannot identify with the story at all. No, you can't. Um, And I don't want to identify it because... if if I am correct in this trailer, uh, this teacher does she she takes her job to the uh, extreme mm. when she is caring for the needs of her students. Um, she, huh. you know, I don't think we are required. I know we ain't required to do that much caring. You so are required I, to do the opposite. That, <laughs> Trying to trying to give this girl a benefit of the doubt, but I feel like she is too attentive. So uh, I will let you explain what all that innuendo is. But I did not run my classroom like this. I'll just tell you that right now. No, because <laughs> I'd be in jail. Well, <laughs> well uh, now, ref. By the way, I did watch the movie before I started this. Who was? I don't know this movie. Do I know this movie? No, no. But it it was it, it made a splash, of course, on the festival circuit. This was back in in 2013. Yeah. So the same writer director of the movie is back um, okay. doing the show, and in the movie and in the show, there is um, a teacher, like the title says. In the show, a young it, teacher. Yeah. Yeah, she's young. Uh, played by Kate Mara in the show, um, and. 
in the show, she is teaching uh, English AP. And she has a student, Eric, played by Nick Robinson. Love Simon, all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's a senior. He's in the class. Um, now, in the movie, they don't give us the build up to the relationship that these two have. You just start uh -oh. watching and they're in it. Oh, do, and you mean in the TV series? They're just in it or in the in movie? In the movie. Years? In the movie. Oh, okay. yeah. So in the TV series, of course, you have episodes to fill. So we see it before they have a relationship. Oh, so Claire, Claire, the teacher played by Kate, <clears throat> has just come to the school. New teacher, that whole thing. She doesn't really know everybody. Her husband, she is married in the show. Um, but the husband has to travel. You know, he's not always there. What's mm. that like? Um, and, you know, how does she actually get to know Eric outside of class? Mm. Well, it happens in a particular way, innocently. Or so it seems. Does it? Okay. Well, All right. I mean, you can watch it and you can characterize it how you'd like. So, I will. <laughs> so he needs some academic help. Taking the does SATs, he? he's struggling, mm. all of that. So, okay. you know, she can help him out with that. Can she? Yes, she can. You know I got a side eye. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to be commenting this whole time because these some things you just don't do. Everybody has side eyes <laughs> <laughs> with this. Okay. Now, at the start of the show, he's 17. He will become 18 during the show. That's where oh, the legal thing comes okay. in. Mm -hmm. Got it. I'm so with is you. someone aware of this or is this all just happenstance? Huh. Now, now um, Eric is not even thinking about her like that. But his friends see her and they're like, that's your teacher? Oh, okay. That's your teacher? And there's something that happens that connects them. And the question is, who is pursuing whom? Hmm. In the movie, again, it's the movie is just a piece of it. So you don't get all of this development in the show. You're kind of like, okay, where are we going? Well, I know because I saw the movie and you'll know early on watching it where you're going. Oh, Lord. And so the question is, where are we going to end up? Yeah. Now, right now, Ref, they've released the first three episodes. And these are like 20, around 20-ish minutes an episode. Oh, a half hour. Okay. Well, that highlight, highlight. You talked about HBO doing the half hour drama. Now FX is doing it. Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Because I don't want to see an hour this episode. It's, a, mean, it's a train wreck. That's just, nobody wants to see a train wreck. Exactly. And, and, but the, what the thing, the thing about it is, this is what I will give it. It forces you to question. It does. Cause you're like, okay, I really don't like this, but why not exactly? Is oh. it is it just because of the teacher-student relationship, which, excuse us, both of us are teachers, you don't do that. No. I don't, care, I don't care how old you are and how old the student is. You're grading the student, the other student. It's just it's a, a mess. It's a child. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. We, then we there's that, right? And, but then you have to ask yourself, 17, 18, what does that mean? I'm not saying it. I'm saying you got to ask yourself that. What does it mean? Does that add something? Why does that add something to it? Like it does ask those questions without putting that on front street, as the old folks would say. So you're watching it and you're uneasy, of course, as you should yeah. be. Yeah. And these questions come up. But my question for the show and for the movie is, do I really need to watch this? Yes. Like, it's not bad. It's competently made. 
but is there enough here to go, oh, I really hate watching this, but I've got to watch. Uh, is it like The Woodsman with Kevin Bacon, which was oh, just one of the worst yeah. watches I've ever had in my life, but I couldn't turn it away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite there. Um, I do think the show is, um, I think it's wise for them to flesh it out because in the movie, you watch it, really, when I finished the movie, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't care. I literally mm. did not care. Um, mm. In the show, you know, I care a little more. We'll see where it goes. I don't know yet, Ref, whether I will finish this or not, but I will tell you, it is pretty well done. It's just with this subject matter, you've got to be excellent. I don't know that they've gotten there. Well, we talked about Notes on a Scandal, which is a, a, another film that deals with this issue. But, you know, you got mm-hmm. Judy Dench <laughs> coming in from nowhere. Well, I can't blame, but Judy Dench coming in, you know, trying to, you know, muck it up. But um, as, a, as a teacher, as a former teacher, I'll say that it would be a difficult watch for me because it's I can't justify it anywhere in my mind. So thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move on, though, to HBO Max. Valley of Tears. Mm. Mm. Now we're dealing with a limited series. So this isn't something that'll go on and on and on. About 10 episodes in total. Now, I said HBO Max. So we always have to be clear with that. Because you know what? I'm I'm getting family members who are still confused (laughs) about HBO Max and HBO. HBO Max, it will only be on HBO Max. If it's on HBO, it could be on HBO Max as well. So, or it will be on HBO Max. So, this is only on HBO Max. If you have HBO, you have HBO Max. Is this a military action kind of thing? What, what is this a war? Is this a drama? What are we dealing with here? I do know the critics are liking it. Mm-hmm. So, tell us in this limited series, are we do you feel like we're going to be committing 10 hours of our lives watching war? Yeah. I mean, is this something that we want to watch? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is the uh, Yom Kippur war. That's where it's set in the 70s. Um, so the show begins right before all you know what breaks out. Yeah. And we see one character who's in intelligence, you know, he's listening to conversations, trying to see if there are any threats. And he comes upon one. He tells his superiors. The superior is like, if you come to me one more time with this stuff, you did it before. It turned out to be nothing. No one takes you seriously. Go sit down and do your job. <laughs> Sounds like Chernobyl. Didn't that just make you upset? <laughs> now, this guy, he does not give up. I will tell you that. He doesn't take <laughs> no for an answer. He tries to call the big wigs. They hang up. He tries Aww. to find another guy who's leaving for the holiday at Yom Kippur. He's trying to get off the base. Does he succeed? Mm-hmm. So that's one part of the story. Because what happened is before the Yom Kippur War, um, Israel managed to take over certain parts of the Middle East. So in Egypt and Syria, all of this. So that's where the fight broke out from those two countries in those places, also in the particular place where this guy who's doing the warnings, where he is. So we see different locations. We also see there's a father whose son is in the military. He needs to go get him because his wife calls and says, hey, go get him. 
Okay, okay. so we, we're following that. There's also uh, right on the, the battlefield, right on the battle lines, the, the guys who are in the tankers, they're the front line. They got to stop this incoming invasion. What happens with that? So you see in the beginning, and they've released the first two episodes uh, as of taping, you see uh, the lead up to this and then the beginning of the battle. And it doesn't look good. We know that. Um, what I will say, uh, Ref, is this. When I was watching it, I was thinking of other HBO miniseries. Yeah. Uh, Band of Brothers, of course, but more so than Band of Brothers, Generation Kill. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, if you have not seen Generation Kill, please watch it. Okay. As the ref always says, HBO stuff is on HBO Max. Um, or if you still have access to go or now, I don't even know what happened to those. I don't there. either. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever HBO uh, streaming platform you have, it's there. Watch Generation Kill. Okay. Um, and so I'm thinking of those and I'm trying to place Valley of Tears uh, around that hierarchically. And I think it's not quite as good as those so far. Okay. Um, I was watching it. It's well done. No problems. It didn't quite grab me from the beginning. I'm watching it. I'm still going to continue to watch it as of now. But it's not quite as good as those. And again, especially Generation Kill. But I would say if you uh, want to see a war series... That's pretty lean, pretty lean in its presentation. You know, you're not dealing with a lot of nonsense and you do have to read subtitles if you don't know Hebrew oh, and Arabic. Okay, okay. Yeah, it is Israeli. So you got to read that. That's another consideration. Then I would say certainly uh, watch this. I will put it this way. You know who you are if you want to see this based on the story. Got it. Okay, so that's good information. Um, what was it called? Generation Kill? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's something that we can also check out maybe leading up to this. But let's move on to some season premieres. And I can't tell you how happy I am. <laughs> Young Sheldon is back <laughs> on CBS. And oh. we're in season four. Okay, I'm that excited because... If you don't know, and we haven't talked about it, I binged Young Sheldon. You kept saying, ref, ref, ref. I was like, okay, I'll get to it, whatever. Okay, you know, we'll get there. It's like Friday Night Lights. I'll get there when oh. I get there. Finally got there and just consumed <laughs> to the point where I text you this, um, that had, you didn't know it was going on because, you know, it, it, who watches the credits all the way to the end? <laughs> That and I do be, for specific reasons, but I watch credits and there is a little I'm not going to tell you what it is or where it is. I will tell you in every episode, every episode of Young Sheldon, if you are watching it live, I'm sorry. No, no, no. If you're watching it live and you want a little surprise in the credits, keep watching and you'll get a surprise. But if you're watching it live. You're going to have to have your phone out to screenshot it. Or DVR, something like that. Well, and I was going to get there. I say, if yeah. you're watching it live, if you're not watching it live, have your pause button ready. <laughs> because it is a treat every single episode. Now, Young Sheldon is coming. I have not seen it yet. Super excited. But boy, when we left last season, mm, mm. 
grandma's having some problems relationally. Uh, Sheldon, what is he going to do? Is he going to cop? What is happening? The family is changing. Shel- we know that Sheldon eventually ventures out and has to move on with schooling. What does that mean for the rest of the family? Where are we credit at the top of season four? <laughs> you know what? This is like the reverse Shit's Creek for us. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It, it is that good. I, 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 I concur. Yeah. This time I was the one saying, hey, watch Young Sheldon. And you got around to it. And I'm so glad that you did. Um, here's where we are in season four at the opening. Sheldon is graduating from high school. Okay. He's the valedictorian. Of, <laughs> of course. course he is. Of so course. you know what he has to do as valedictorian. Yes. yes. Oh, gosh. And that's what the people are saying before he even gets up on the stage. <laughs> oh, gosh. The principal has introduced him and he ain't too enthused. <laughs> okay. I'm sure. But what kind of speech does Sheldon Cooper give? That's the question. What kind of speech? I'll tell you, it does involve his twin sister. Missy, I won't tell you how, but you might be surprised by what you see. Because is Sheldon now, after forcing his parents into letting him go to college at, what, 11 or whatever he is, after forcing them, is he now having second thoughts? Mm -hmm. Is he really ready to go? Hmm? So that's the question in episode one. Also, we have a lingering conflict between Meemaw... Yes. And, and coach. I'll call that. Yes, 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 okay. we do. There's yeah. some unsettled business. There is. And somebody egged somebody something. That's all I'm Ye- saying. Yes, yes. So <laughs> Craig T. Nelson, of course, <laughs> plays Mima's ex-boyfriend, current boyfriend. Well, you'll see how they resolve that at the beginning of season four. And I'll tell you that Craig T. Nelson's character, he is now, he's trying to find his inner Buddhist That's where he is. He's trying to be calm and accepting. How long does that last? (laughs) Now, Georgie, he's involved in this. Yes, he is. Remember, does he get his job back? Okay. And that hair. (laughs) It's the best. Between his hair and the guy's hair from Stranger Things, the bully. Mm. I mean, it just brings back beautiful (laughs) 80s memories. Doesn't it? And I will tell you, Ref, I'm not going to give away the movie, but there is a movie that mom, Sheldon's mom is watching in episode two that you are going to flip out. You, Ref, are going to flip out and they connect it to Georgie's hair. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. Um, So I won't tell you what that is. You will see it. And that movie is important not only because of hair, but really because it gives us a dimension of mom that we didn't see before. Because mom is very serious about her religion. She's very serious about doing the right thing, about having the right appearance. This movie, maybe she starts thinking, I can let go of that for an hour and a half. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you'll see what that is. It's perfect. It's perfect when you see it. Now, dad. Dad, of course, is fine with Sheldon going. Dad just wants to be able to sit on his lounger. And drink his beer. Drink his beer. (laughs) Watch some sports or something, please. Plan for the next day at school when he has to coach. That's all he wants. He doesn't want Sheldon running to him at school with an emergency. He doesn't want his wife coming in saying, hey, can we watch something else? The man just wants to be left alone. He certainly finds some solace 
and his daughter. She plays baseball, all of that. He loves it. But there's something that happens in episode two that really throws a monkey wrench in that one. I'm going to tell you Uh that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay. So everybody's getting older. Are they getting wiser? Are they getting better? (laughs) (laughs) That's the question. Look, young Sheldon is, is, I'm going to say it, the best sitcom, comedy, half hour show, whatever you want to say on TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. Oh. They are consistent. And the it, everything is so well done from Chuck Lorre and his co-creator and everybody else. Um, it was a perfect decision to spin off uh, from the Big Bang Theory, Sheldon. Uh, you get the voiceover from Jim Parsons, who's always great to listen to. Oh, gosh. The cast is, I mean, you couldn't cast it better. Every role they considered for the role, the actor, they all fit. You know I love Ian Armitage. Great young actor. He's growing up. It's kind of strange to start seeing him get older, but that's okay. Um, And all of the kids, all of the actors, the adults, Zoe Perry as the mother, Lance Barber as the father, talked about Annie uh, Potts as Meemaw and so on. I want to see Wallace Shawn again. Where is he? Bring him back. Like this is my comfort spot. And it's smart comfort food. That's the thing about young Sheldon. So it's still what it is. If you have watched it before, you know you should continue. If you haven't and you're interested, please check it out. You won't be disappointed. No, you won't. I can second that and second it with true enthusiasm. Um, Let's move on, though. I want to talk about the fact that Grey's Anatomy is in its 850th season. (laughs) And we're discussing Meredith's great great grandchildren who are still at the hospital. I don't know what it's this show will never die. And you know what? Good for the actors. Good yeah. for Shonda, you know, good for everybody. Yes. There because ABC is milking. And it's not, I mean, there's still there's still a lot of milk left in this cow. Mm. Um, Grey's Anatomy is 17, 17th season. It had a two-hour premiere. Um was this the one that had the crossover or not? I'm not sure if it crossover with station um, 19. 19. Mm-hmm. And um, here's the thing. I have a niece. She, was she born? She was very, very young when Grey's Anatomy came out. <laughs> However, this 25, 24-year-old niece is a huge fan of Grey's Anatomy. How? Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, and she started from the beginning, and she has worked her way and is thoroughly enjoying it. And you also, critic, did not start day one. Right. You did not experience this in real time. It wasn't until, what, the last three or four seasons, maybe? Oh, it's probably been more than that now. It's been that like a last, long. A lot of the last, maybe, well, since we've been taping, though. Yeah, um, right. It, it it certainly is something. Here's the question. You know, I have to post this every year when Grey's start because we only do two reviews a year. We do it when it begins and when it when it ends. Because it's in season 17 and because so many people are just continually eating this up because of Netflix. What do you recommend to our listeners? Is this something that we should just I mean, because I feel like I'm out of a conversation and a lot of people feel like they're out 
of the conversation. Do we need to watch Grey's Anatomy? Do we need to start from the beginning? Do we need to go through the McSteamy, the, the McDreamies, the, you know, all of this? Do yeah. we need to start watching Station 19? Do mm. we need to, do we need to watch the other spinoff, um, uh, the one private the practice private practice I mean what all do we need to do here with with Grey's Anatomy in order to feel like we're a part of the conversation or is it okay to just move on <laughs> well I'll tell you I've only seen maybe a couple of episodes of private practice so no you don't need to watch that um same thing for station 19 which I just didn't like I don't care they can cross over the whole season I ain't watching station 19 I done told ABC okay so you don't need to watch that either. Um, if you haven't seen Grey's Anatomy, I would highly recommend, like you were saying your niece did on Netflix, watch the first two seasons. First two. the Those are two of the best seasons of a medical drama in history. I will tell you that. Mm, more than ER. I didn't say more. Okay, okay, got it, got it. Got yeah, it. not more, but it's up there. Like, it, but And it's not quite ER either. It's more soap operatic than that. Yeah. Um, but it the the alchemy of the first two scenes, they were just on. Shonda was on. This is the best of Shonda Rhimes, the first two seasons of Grey's Anatomy. But guess what? You could start watching the show today and figure it out. Yeah, you probably do like go online and do some reviewing, like a, a, a synopsis of like what yeah. happens because, you know. Yeah. One of the characters, we're not going to ruin it. You know what happens is mm-hmm. such a huge star and, and things that don't end well. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, you'll get it. Like, it's it's like it's like any other soap opera, really. Um, you know, like a daytime soap. I could start watching, you know, Days of Our Lives right now and figure it out. <laughs> right, right, right. Got it. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. So if you really, if you're like, oh, I don't really want to trudge through all of this, you really don't have to. Um, so that's that discussion for season 17, two hour premiere, <laughs> Seventeen, <laughs> uh, directed by the incomparable Debbie Allen. We love her and they you love her. You know, I've her. been, I've been in a YouTube hole with Debbie Allen, her sister, Felicia Rashad. <laughs> Cause you know, when you start watching something on YouTube, the next video comes in the next, yes, and the next. Yep. And just watching them talk about their careers and, and you know, if you don't know Debbie Allen, this is not the first time she's directed TV or... No. No. De- Fame. They, are, are, they know Debbie Allen. Is yeah. I mean, if you don't, that's a shame. Well, I, some people do not. They no. don't know that she was doing this starting at Fame. Fame. So, and, and a lot of people don't even know that she's responsible for making a different world what it is. Yes. Yeah, I mean, she was called into Clean House for season yeah. two. And she directed every episode of A Different World for like the first uh, two or three seasons she was there. Every episode. Yeah, you can see it. You can. Um, so, you know, she's directing this two-hour premiere. And, you know, we're dealing with all of these characters again. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. <clears throat> uh, now, COVID is going on in the show. It is April of uh, this year. That's when they said it. Okay. So we're in a hospital. You know what they have to contend with. Um, while they're contending with COVID, losing patients, Meredith, played by Ellen Pompeo, is not happy about this at all, of course. Bailey, played by uh, Chandra Wilson. How is she going to handle it? Because she has an anxiety problem. She has OCD. Her husband 
is now in station 19. Okay. So he's a firefighter. You know, they come and clap them in every day. And when, when they go in and when they come out, so that's it. And he tries to help her keep her calm. We have James Pickens character, Richard Weber, who trained Miranda. Keep that in mind, Bailey. He's now coming back. She's like, what are you doing coming back? You're in the vulnerable population. Goodbye. Does he leave? No. Now in season <clears throat> 16, he had a meltdown. So that specter is still ling- lingering. So what's going on there? And speaking of uh, meltdowns, we also have a, a character played by Giacomo Gianniotti. Oh. Andrew DeLuca. He had a breakdown at the end of season 16. And his father had mental health issues. Does he have the same? And what does it mean if this is the possibility? What if you do have mental health issues, but you're right and you're raving? How does that work? How does that work? So we see that come forward into this season. His sister is there. What does she think? He's dating Meredith. What is that like? Okay. And then we also have Dr. Owen Hunt. Played by Kevin McKidd. Now, he's supposed to get married. Yeah, he was. He's supposed to get married to Dr. Teddy Altman. Teddy? Teddy, (laughs) yes, right. But at the end of season 16, when he was uh, doing the operation, he got a little message. And he said, hey, you know, play the message. Everybody heard this message from his fiance, soon-to-be wife. What was that message? Mm. I'll tell you this, it wasn't intended for his ears. (laughs) Oh, well, there that is. So how does that work? If you haven't watched it yet, you won't be able to quite predict the reaction. We also have, hey, we got, I mentioned Weber coming in. He is married and estranged to his wife, who owns the hospital, played by Debbie Allen. (laughs) And look, the estrangement... Started because of a character that does not show up yet in season 17. I don't know if she's going to show up again. Played by Jasmine Guy. Okay. You know what? We love her. So it, it's it, that's the wonderful little triangle they got going. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's going on with them? They are strange. Can they get out of this funk? Come on, y'all. Old black love. Don't do it to us. Now. We also have uh, Catherine Fox. That's Debbie Allen's character. Her son is, of course, a doctor here. Jackson Avery, played by Jesse Williams. He gets propositioned by Dr. Joe Wilson, played by Camilla Ludington. Because she was married to Karev. Karev left her to go back to somebody who used to be on the show. That's all I'm saying. Left his wife to go find another one. Mm -mm. And left the show. (laughs) Okay. Well, bye-bye. So Joe... Needs some release. How can Jackson Avery help her with that, if at all? And then there's also Dr. Maggie Pierce, played by Kelly McCreary. And she was with Jackson. She ain't no mo. She is Dr. Weber's daughter. Okay. But he didn't raise her. So what's all of this like? She has, you know, the her boss really is Catherine Fox, who is the mother of her ex-boyfriend. Her father's married to Catherine Fox, but they're estranged. Where does she fit? And how does COVID affect all of this? Now, there are other storylines, of course. I can't go through all of them. Dear goodness. So here's what I would say about the two-hour premiere. The COVID thing was distracting. We are living it. Okay? So do you come to Grey's Anatomy for that kind of reality? No. 
Now, I know they would say, well, I mean, it's a medical show. We got to do this. Do you? Now, with that said, when it comes to the soap, soap opera stuff, that's why we watch this. We don't watch it because of the people who need to be attended to by these doctors. We watch it to see the doctor's interactions. And when they were there, it is Grey's Anatomy. I mean, this they could just run this, like you said, ref, for 850 years and it would be what it is. Yeah. It is a locomotive. So if you liked it before, you will continue to like it. Um, again, for me, I did, the COVID was just a distracting presence. It didn't add, it subtracted for me. Um, so that'll, I think that'll differ depending on who you are, what your sensibilities are, but I am still watching. I still always appreciate the casting that they do on the show. And I always appreciate Debbie Allen. Thank you very much. We love her. Now let's end this thing. Good gracious. Mm, please. With a season finale. Mm. Now, we are who we are, which is on HBO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> HBO produced this. It was a limited series, about eight episodes. You watched the season finale. Now, if I recall correctly, this was one of your favorite shows of the year. One of them. That was when you were first watching it. Now mm-hmm. that it's concluding, do you still have that opinion? And now that we know it's on HBO Max, is this something that we want to watch right now. You know, again, we're locking down and we're, we're hunkering down again. The holidays, some people may not be. Do we want to watch this now? Because it's living on HBO Max. Do we want to do it now? Mm-hmm. Interesting question. Um, these are the questions I have in my mind. So quickly, because it's not a plot-driven show. It really is focused on two 14-year-olds who live on an American military base in Italy, one of whom his name is Fraser or Frazier. I mean, they say it both ways, even in the, because the, <laughs> they have post-episode talks. Even there, I'm like, what? which one is the right pronunciation? <laughs> and that's played by Jack Dylan Grazer. And we have um, Caitlin or Harper, played by Jordan Christine Simone. So the two of them meet on this base, uh, Caitlin is already there. Her father's played by Kid Cudi. I um, just love that. I do. I think. Thank you for that. I really. I seriously. <laughs> her older brother lives with, uh, of course, with them as well. And you know, they, the two of them, the two siblings, they have this larger friend group where they all hang out and do things that you know teenagers do, especially on military bases. What happens when they leave the base and go into the heart of Italy? Things like that. So what happens is Fraser, his mother comes in to be in charge of this base. His mom is played by Chloe Sevigny and her wife is played by Alice Braga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you love her. Alice Braga doesn't need to even need to say anything. Just put the camera on her. Oh dear. Now, so he comes in from New York City. He ain't got nothing to do with no military and certainly not a military base. Okay. This kid is all over the place, but he and Caitlin have some sort of connection. Early on, it looks like that maybe she doesn't even like him, but you find out that really they have something in common that no one else does. At this age, they aren't quite sure of who they are in multiple ways. So think about teenage being a teenager. Think about the things you're thinking about. Think about the things you could be confused about. That's what's going on here. So they connect on that. And they help each other try to figure out exactly who is Caitlin. Is that even the name that I want? Exactly who is Frazier or Fraser? So that's really what's happening. 
And you see how, as they grow closer, what happens with Caitlin's former friends. Also, you see other people's perspectives, what's going on with the adults. Because there's a tragedy that happens that connects all of them. Somebody gets the blame. Other people are very angry. What happens as a result of all of that? And then in the end, the real question is, for Caitlin and Frazier, what's their relationship going to be? Will it be able to survive all of the slings and arrows that are thrown at it or not? And who will they be by the end of this season? So what I would say is, like you said, Raph, at the beginning, I, just watching the first episode, I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, where, yeah. is, where did this come from on television? Because right. Luca Guadagnino is the uh, creator here. He directs it. Um, and and co-writes it, all of that. And, you know, he's known for Call Me By Your Name, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. He brings all of that sensibility to this. So the thing is, you feel these two main characters. It's not thinking like them necessarily. You feel it. You're not quite sure of what's going on with them. You're always on edge. But you're watching them and going, okay, I can understand you from an, an emotional level. That's yeah. the success of this. I will say that there are some indulgences in this season that some people will go, why am I watching this? I was watching it and my brother and we like one episode. It's I will tell you, the teenagers get together. They have this place in Italy where uh, like it's almost like a, a Russian oligarch lives there, but it never shows up. They break into this house and just have a party. Imagine what that is. You see it for the whole episode. Oh, boy. Teenagers doing this stuff. But you're watching it going, what's hap- What's going to happen? So because of the work that he that Luca has done and his creative team throughout the the season, those pockets, when you you almost realize it afterward, you're like, that was I didn't need to see that. <laughs> like, I yeah. didn't need to see that. It's because the rest of it's so good. So you have to be a brave viewer to watch this. If you are and you like Luca's work, I would say go ahead. Now, everybody wants to think of euphoria in regard to this. I was going to ask that. Yeah, it's not euphoria. Um, It's like the opposite side of the coin, if you're thinking of euphoria. Um, So to me, I can't watch euphoria. It just didn't click. Um, This, I feel it. Euphoria, I didn't feel. It was all in my brain. And no, thank you. I don't need to think through that. Uh, We are who we are, though, I felt. And that was the difference for me. Um, I did mention to end it, Ref. At the beginning, my first review of this, I was thinking of uh, Normal People from earlier this year, which was about teenagers. Was it as good as that? Is it as good as uh, My Brilliant Friend from Italy itself? Um, No. It would be third after those for me. Oh, interesting. Okay, so the tide turned. Yes. Normal People is number one. Um, But I'm happy to have watched this. It has, it's still with me thinking through it and even thinking through what kind of minds got together and said, let's make this a TV show. Wow. Interesting. Well, We Are Who We Are has concluded, but again, it lives on HBO Max, so you can definitely check it out there. You know, just to throw in from all of these offerings we have with television, such a variety of offering that television is giving to you right now. Many of us can't go out and enjoy a movie. You know, that feeling of getting a bucket of popcorn and, you know, paying way too much for it, but getting out and doing things. We are in our homes. And so, you know, the question is for you listeners, is this something that you 
can schedule and carve out in your day, mm. in your evening, whatever, whenever, to just escape. Now, depending on where you want to go, do you want to go to the drama? Do you want to go to the comedy? Do you want to? There is something for everyone. So if you just need a second, a moment, a half hour, an hour, we definitely will keep you in the know of just how we can make our days just a little bit easier. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.